Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Kenz as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or Mac and Kenz your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the For The Girl podcast. It's Mac and Ken's, and we are super excited, as always, about today's episode. And this entire conversation, today's episode, is for the girl who wants to share Jesus with her siblings or with her family. And uh, this is just such a real thing, and we've actually had a couple of people request this and ask us to do this, and so we're really excited about jumping into it, knowing that everybody's family backgrounds and family situations all look a little bit different, so hopefully there's some good nuggets that uh, will encourage you and you can take away in this. But before we do that, it's time for this week's top three, Yay. where we talk about nonsense to get our podcast <laughs> selves warmed up. I feel like I've gotten a lot of feedback on our podcast recently, Mac. First, it came from my mother. We sat down getting my nails done, and she gave me two pointers. The first being that uh, she thinks we say, that's good, and this is exciting way too much. She said that we need to write down other responses (laughs) so that we can look down at the, the paper and decide. And then she that's, thinks we blabbed too I just much wanted at to the say beginning. That's good. I know, right? It's just like too hard <laughs> to be like, this is so exciting. This episode's so exciting. Yeah, I would hate to get on the podcast and be like, this episode is medium exciting. What's it, another word for excitement, though? Like, I literally was thinking about that on the run, knowing me, my run this morning, knowing that like I was podcasting. I was like, okay, I cannot say I'm so excited for this episode because I was thinking to myself, like, I genuinely am so excited. And then I was like, but I can't say I'm so excited. So what can I say? And then I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, we'll just wait and nothing. see. And yeah, okay. Uh, so. Wow. I mean, we do blab. I'm, you know, but, the one thing I like about podcasts is you can skip any section you want just with the little doop doop. Yeah, so push up a button. Please skip. Please skip That's if true. we get bored for you. Okay, this week's top three. The first thing that I wanted to cover this week, Ken's, is just a little behind the scenes of our lives. So, as a lot of you guys know, we write Bible studies and. You guys only see the finished product. You only see when we are ready and able to go. But let me tell you, for our next Bible study that's coming out in October, it's been a little bit of a funny, hot mess behind the scenes. We received our Bible studies this week. <laughs> so exciting. We did. Big moment. Really pumped about our it. Our husband for the first had time. the cameras out. Yeah, and for the first time in our lives, our reaction. we got the Bible studies early. Like, we had them like a month and a half before release date. Well, it turns out that all, every single Bible study that was printed is damaged. So now we are back to the drawing board figuring out what happened. drawing board, yeah. Oh, man. So, I mean, it's literally so classic. Yeah. I think when we first started writing Bible studies, we like, 
uh, I mean, for the first like three, we said to the world, we're like, it's coming out at this date. And then like the date would come and go. And we were like, why do we give dates? And then the next time we were like, we should just like, once we get them, then we'll release them. But then every time we're like, oh, wait, no, I feel like we can put it out there in the world. Oh, wait, no. So we're really yeah. learning our lesson the hard way. This but time this we one, are early, it- but... Well, it will come out in October, 100%. It, the problem is getting uh, Yeah, fixed. it's still happening. It's just hilarious that um, it had a big issue. Like, I, honestly, when I, uh, when I knew oh, that, I was, like, I was like, yeah, that, that feels right. I feel comfortable <laughs> about that. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. We don't even care at this point. It'll come one day. Someday, one yeah. day. Okay. Okay, and then... The second thing I want to talk about is something I haven't told you about yet, but I think you're going to be in good Oh. About yeah. Yes. So next week on week, the podcast, we said, last week on the podcast, though, we said that we wanted to, like, hold some things back. Yeah. So. I held this, this back is, for the I'm podcast. I'm glad you did that. So okay. next week, Tyler is out of town. He's on a work trip. And last week, mm-hmm. he mentioned to me that he, we went to this spa. He got me a massage. And he worked, he brought his computer and worked while I was um, um, getting my massage. And afterwards, he was like, man, I've never been so productive. He was like, that's what I want my office to feel like. I just need some better vibes in my office because his office is not decorated at all or anything like that. So he's out of town next week and I'm home. And so I'm going to do, do you remember that show while you were out where they would like, someone would leave and they would redecorate their room? Oh, well, you spelled oh, TLC. no, but that sounds amazing. So I am redecorating his room, his office next week. I'm going to paint. <gasps> so we're going to paint the walls. Oh, my gosh. Yep. And I've already ordered a bunch of stuff, and it's all going to my mom's house. And then while he's oh, gone, perfect. my mom and I are going to redo his room, and I'm really excited about it. Wait, that's amazing. Also, the funniest part about that entire story is that Tyler went to the massage with you, but just worked in the lobby. Like, why did he go? Why did he go? Because it was a surprise. <laughs> so he, like, took me to get a massage. I didn't know what we were doing. So, like, he wanted to take me. He took he me wanted to coffee. To, like, it was a very sweet gesture. And so it was only an hour, and the uh, massage place was, like, 30 minutes away. So... I guess it made sense for him to do something. Uh, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That's great. Yeah. That's cute. So. Oh my gosh, I'm excited for you. What's the vibes you're going for? Uh, he wanted gray. Well, he did tell me he wanted to paint his office gray at one point, so we're doing gray walls. And then I'm like kind of moody nice. but cozy. Moody, cozy, manly is the vibe. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I can't wait to see. So maybe I'll document it on stories and block him from it so he can't see um, on the 40 Girls stories. <laughs> Home makeover. We need this yeah. content. Home makeover edition. So okay. exciting times. And then the third thing that I wanted to discuss is that I'm going <laughs> on a bachelorette party this weekend. And since oh, yeah. our episode is all about sharing your faith, I actually have thought to myself before that a bachelorette party is honestly some of the best opportunities to share your faith and to be Jesus to a group of girls. And so I thought you could give me a little pep talk. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love when you, when you invite me into pet talks. Um, yeah. 
It's going to be great. Take notes during this episode because we're talking about sharing your faith with your family. But, you know, uh, this is family. Your bachelorette people are your your family this weekend. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. So, so take some notes yourself, okay, macaroni. And the second thing I would say is that... Uh, you're right. You're you're coming into it with the right mindset. It's going to be amazing. Look for Jesus in every crack and cranny you can. And love people big. Jesus yeah. is living inside of you. And you got this. You got this. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I always feel like the, the if you're going on a bachelorette party, the, the direction you can take is just to stand out in like a really cool good way to be the most positive the most down to like serve yeah. other people one down to have a deep conversation you know what i mean just like be so there to like serve that group of women because it's not about you ultimately and i think that sometimes yeah that just creates really cool conversations and people trust you and it just becomes a fun little opportunity so also i should yes, tell the podcast this because I think this is going to be interesting to these podcast listeners. So this, okay, this wedding ready. that I'm going to be in, uh, oh. my great friends and there's yeah. a star studded list of bridesmaids. So did you know <laughs> this is that interesting. one of the bridesmaids is Lauren Daigle? I knew that's amazing. Oh, I didn't Sorry. know you already knew. Oh, what? You didn't? Um, no, I know. And that is cool. Like, you guys are about to become besties. So maybe... And Lauren Daigle is very awesome. I, like, maybe love her. One her night, vibes. Like, I wonder... Maybe one night we'll have, like, what, a, gonna say? a come to Jesus moment and Lauren Daigle will lead us in worship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's going to really set you up for the success. You can, she'll lead in worship. You can share a message. Perfect. Like this bachelorette party is about to like be something, something different. Yeah. Something unexpected. Agreed. Agreed. So pretty fun. I hope that Lauren has some cute bachelorette fits. Maybe some, I, does she still wear like the headband thing? The headband vibes? Uh, I will I like say. Every time that I have been around Lauren, she dresses just like how she dresses like on stage. Like she, that is her style twenty four seven. She's like kind of from hippie, what I yeah mm-hmm. yeah. I, I haven't fun. seen her wear the the headscarf thing. She, I, I think, think that content hats. might also that content might also need to be on the podcast. I mean, sorry, the Instagram. <laughs> So, I think that's <laughs> like a fun little insider creepy. secret. No, just for the podcast listeners. Just for the podcast listeners. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good. Maybe we need a close friends on Instagram, and you should get some zoomed up photos of Lauren Daigle. <laughs> that that sounds hard what to add. Lauren's wearing today. <laughs> yeah. <is> hilarious. <laughs> okay, I love it. I I'm love it. All right. By the way. Yeah, I can hear it. I'm doodling. We all can while hear you're it. Talking. Oh, we all can hear it. You can it. hear it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A pen on paper? Yeah, what? I can hear it. I could. <laughs> a pen. A pen. Yes. What? Okay. That's okay, shocking. Ken. Come on. Let's okay. let's wrap this up. Your mom's going to hate this. Let's get into the episode. <laughs> okay, yeah. 
Okay, everybody, we are going to jump into this episode. We are talking to the girl who wants to share her faith with her family, her siblings, her brother, your sister. I don't know. Like Max said, I know that there's so many different family situations out there, probably so many different types of people and ages listening to this. So I hope it's as relatable as possible, but this is something we're both so passionate about. Um, Our families look so different. Like some of our brothers and sisters are all sold out for Jesus. Others are growing in that or maybe somewhere in their journey. And so we have experienced this as well. So we're just excited to bring you some insight from our personal experience and just through talking to friends and stuff. So we have like three main things that we'll kind of discuss and walk through and it's going to be so good. So um, I will start us off um when it comes to sharing Jesus with your family, I think it starts here and it's at relationship. Um, it's through relationship that you're going to have any kind of impact and influence. Like there has to be a friendship there and a willingness to even listen to you. If you start thinking you can just preach it to your brother or sister that you feel like you don't even have um, a friendship with in your family, it just it isn't going to land. I've been there before. Um, or actually, if you've even been feeling just like frustrated or disconnected from somebody in your family and then you, yeah, and you're just, you're, you're just frustrated with it. You're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm like trying to share the gospel, but they're just not listening. I think it probably does come back to this relationship. Maybe there just like isn't a relationship formed. So um, they have to, <laughs> they got to at least like you but the end goal is that really you have like a like really respectable friendship where they wholeheartedly like see you and see your kindness and see that you're full of grace and abundantly exemplifying Jesus like if they can see that in you and admire you and respect you and you have a friendship that is like the best place to start so we just wanted to talk a little bit about this and how you can kind of build this relationship with a brother or sister or a parent in your family, an even deeper relationship with them. And I think it starts with a pursuit. And I know this might sound a little bit funny when it comes to family because family is your family and they're just permanently a part of your life. And you're probably like, why would I like pursue them? That's weird. They're just here and I'm here and we just make it happen. But I really think we could all probably admit that somewhere in the last couple years or through growing up, potentially like some sort of wedge or some distance became between you and your family or somebody in your family. And so we've got to start by just like pursuing them and mending those relationships. Um, I think of especially if one of your siblings or somebody you care about, um, if they just like think differently from you or their life is just so different from you, or maybe you've moved far away from each other. Maybe they they got a boyfriend, your sister got a boyfriend, and you just really don't like them. Or maybe your parent um, has become someone you just don't respect as much or don't admire as much as you once do. So you've got to pursue them. And relationship really does take pursuit. And this is the hard thing is that I really think it has to be a, a godly pursuit and a godly pursuit takes a whole lot of humility um it's really putting them first and i think it looks like a couple different things godly pursuit it looks like being super selfish so when you might 
not selfish. Selfless. <laughs> You're that right, you guys. Self it looks like being super selfish is what I just said. No. <laughs> super selfless. So even when you you might not agree with them, you really you just still listen to them. Even when you you really just don't love doing the things they like to do. You still show up for them. Even when they have hurt you or turned their back on you, you are still there for them. Um, just like Jesus has done over and again. And godly pursuit, it also takes this immense amount of grace and forgiveness. It's finding things and um, finding moments to apologize and really, even if it wasn't your fault, just like taking ownership in it and finding something to forgive in them. It's having eyes and ears to see them the way that God does in looking below the surface of their words and actions and having grace and forgiveness as much as you possibly can um, in this relationship. And godly pursuit, it also takes patience and kindness like maybe for you they're just somebody in your family super difficult for you to be around it's just hard for you to be around them or maybe they're just super rude to you and it's hard for you to speak kindly back maybe they just have annoying qualities and or have grown some in some way that um is really hard for for you to love well you gotta just look for things to love about them even when it's hard I really think that this is being the hands of feet, hands and feet of Jesus on this earth because this is what he did. He pursued people that maybe did reject him or didn't listen to him or maybe he didn't even love to be around, but he still showed up in those places and hung out with those people. And it wasn't just for his own pleasure, but for the sake of others. And I think that if Jesus still walked on this earth, that he would find and seek out and be friends with your brother and your sister, or your mom and dad, or whoever it is that's been hard for you to love. Like, I really do think that he would do the same thing. So yeah, I think it does start here on in this relationship and building this relationship and doing it with a godly pursuit that's selfless. It's holds grace and forgiveness and it has a whole lot of patience and kindness. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. It, it makes me think about two situations in my family in particular that, uh, I see this, the first is my older brother. So he, he and I are about nine years apart and, um, he lives, in Arizona. I live in North Carolina, so we live really far apart from each other. And uh, he and I are super close though. And really the reason we got close <laughs> is because my middle two siblings are married and for a long time I was single and then he was single. And so we would just talk more frequently and it was hilarious because he would call me like literally three or four times a week. This is my, you know, 38 year old brother. <laughs> he would call me three or four times a week. And it was yeah. always to talk about the funniest things. Like he'd call me to talk about the TV show Siesta Key, or like he'd call me to talk about The Bachelor. Like the randomest, like surface level, hilarious things, just like random stuff. Mm -hmm. He'd call me and want to talk to me about. And they'd be like eight minute phone calls, just like, did you see that? Oh my goodness, that's crazy. Blah, 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 blah. And then that was it. And I remember for the longest time thinking like, this is hilarious. Like we just talk about surface level things all the time. But as time went on, like when something in his life would get hard or would, would happen, I also would be the one that he would call and want to talk about it too. Mm. And just realizing that all of that like 
relational equity that I built through just those little phone calls that maybe wouldn't be like how I would love to talk to my brother. Honestly, I love to go deep. So I probably would have loved to tell him about life and ask about his life. But building Mm -hmm. that relational equity really made a difference. And I noticed now even since I have gotten married, my life has gotten a little busier and, and I don't talk to him as much in those like everyday little small phone calls. And it's kind of been the same. Like I don't talk to him as much about the deep stuff because I haven't built that relational equity as much in the last year or so. And so I just have been feeling like convicted recently that I want to get back to that, that like those little moments in your family members lives matter just as much as like the huge, big spiritual conversations. And they really do pave the way for it. Yeah. And then the second is that my sister, so my sister and I are also very tight She's a mom of two kids and I've just realized with her, sometimes the best ways to serve her is to quite literally (laughs) serve her. (laughs) Like she has two kids, her life is so crazy. And so when I go to her house, like I can do the dishes or I can take her kids for an hour and let her breathe and let her take a rest. And that means so much to her. And when I do those things, she's just way more likely to engage in conversation with me because her head's a little bit clearer, her mind, her heart's a little bit clearer. And so really what's crazy is I think serving your family and showing up for your family and your friends and the way that they relate really does go such a long way. And so I think this could look like so many different ways in your own life. Uh, Maybe it just starts with calling that person more, talking to them more, asking about their day, asking about their TV show that they're watching recently, watching the (laughs) TV show they're watching recently so you can relate and connect and bond. And then following up, following up about that meeting that they had at work, those worries or concerns, um, listening to their stories and just being more actively involved and engaged in their everyday life. I think as you get older, your, your family relationships often become long distance because you live in different places. And so it's really easy to just only connect on holidays or family vacations. But I think when you're making that everyday pursuit, that weekly relational building of equity, it really does set you up for conversations later. Um, The second thing I would say is maybe for you, it's going to look like finding more time to get together with your family, Uh, saying yes more Mm -hmm. to your mom's requests to like do that random thing together or (laughs) to like take that girl's trip together. Uh, Maybe it's like spending that extra money to fly out somewhere to meet your family, saying no to plans with your friends so you can spend more time with your family. Maybe it's hard for you to want to spend time with them, or maybe it exhausts you or it's just not your favorite thing. Um, well, just for a season, commit to, to doing it anyway and <laughs> to investing anyway, um, because it just allows you to kind of practice this selfless mentality. And then I know for some of you, there's uh, some really deep underlying hurt from someone or somebody in your family. And just for a season, I would just encourage you to get to see somebody to like, Step in, take the step to see a counselor or find somebody that you can really trust to process through these things with so that every time you're with them, you're doing the work outside of that time so that you can come in more freely and lightly into spending time with them. It kind of takes that burden off of it. If you have bitterness or resentment to a family member, would you do the hard work of processing through that so that you can enter into these relationships again with a little bit more freedom and a little bit more lightness? Yeah. Um, And so, yeah. I just think these are good things to do. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh, I want to share Jesus more with my family members, like 
then truly, Ken's what you said, it's that godly pursuit. It's realizing that the relationship comes first. And if the relationship comes first, then you come second. And so that means that you're gonna do what it takes to honor, to serve, to love, and to show up for your family. And then trust that Jesus can use that as a way to kind of pave the way for some really fruitful conversations down the road. So I love that we're starting here. Yes, yes, it's so good. And I think the very last thing to say here too when it comes to relationship is, and I've had to learn this the hard way, I feel like, but it's not hiding yourself or maybe filtering who you are when you're with them. I seriously was so bad at this for a while. Like when I would hang out with my sister, I would just start to like, act like her or talk like her or or I just wouldn't really like speak up about like what was going on in my life and you know truth be in my life for the last 10 years I've been like deep in ministry and (laughs) seeing God move all around me and like most people in my everyday like know about that and I talk about that so easily but I was like closing that off to my sister because I just felt weird or she wouldn't like it or whatever and Then for a while, I was like, okay, well, this isn't going to work. I can't really have a true relationship if I'm just like all hiding or at least not sharing much with her and just felt weird about it. So eventually started speaking up about things more and just how Jesus was working my life and um, whatever I was doing at the time. And I feel like it's gone over really well. Like my sister, (laughs) sometimes she might like smile or laugh at like some funny stories or weird things I might say, but she definitely like respects, like I talked about earlier and admires the way I walk out my faith. And actually she even feels a part of it and knows about it. And there's, there's just depth there because of it. And so, yeah, I think it not only is it just like probably a natural way to kind of insert Jesus to them. I think that it's just an important piece of building a relationship. Mm. So don't hide or filter yourself in relationship with them. Like, Feel free to to share, to share what's going on in your life or what you're thinking or anything like that, because I think that is where a relationship starts too. So yay. Okay, so good. Okay, then the next thing we wanted to talk about is taking and finding any opportunity you can to start a conversation with them about faith. And Um, I say this because I think there might be some questions for people of like, okay, should I just like wait to bring things up? Or maybe you're sitting there listening to this podcast and you've just like been so nervous. It's like stepping on eggshells to even like bring something up and you just haven't, you feel like you just don't want to force it or be awkward. Or maybe somebody else listening to this has just made so many excuses for not sharing your faith and you've written off any possible moment to create even the slightest conversation. And so um, when it comes to the conversation, uh, you just gotta like, you gotta make it happen. I don't know, for me, when I'm with my family, it sounds kind of funny, but I feel like I'm almost like on high alert to like listen um, or share. Um, I like just simply never want my family time or even a moment just one-on-one with my sister to be wasted. And of course, I say that lightly, like we have a ton of fun and laughs and memories. Like I'm not just like hunting them down and like waiting for a moment to talk about Jesus. Like it's, it's fun and we have so many memories together, but I'm definitely like still making this time super intentional. And so what it's looked like for me, it's just simply taking opportunities to like, 
stay up late and chat, even though I might feel like super tired or I just want to like cuddle in bed with Josh. I'm like, oh no, okay, I'm going to like take this opportunity right now and um, hang out with my sister. Or maybe it's like asking your mom to go for a walk um, when it's not planned or maybe you even are just feeling lazy, but you're like, okay, no, this is like the perfect opportunity. This is like a downtime and ask her to go for a walk. Or it's just simply inviting yourself into things, getting up early, staying up late and simply making your time with your family more than just having fun or being complacent with them and making intentional time to open up this conversation. Yeah, it's so good. And you might be wondering, what does this conversation look like? How do I yeah. how do I even begin this? But I think, like you said, Ken's getting in those moments where it's just like one-on-one and you can be a little bit more intentional. And you know how awesome it feels when someone really checks in and someone really is interested to know what's going on in your life. And, and everybody's going to respond to that differently. Like, for example... My 38-year-old brother is going to respond a little bit differently than my my sister who is only two and a half years apart from me, and we talk about deeper stuff a lot. So I think just knowing that it's going to look different for every single person is important to remember, but I really believe that it starts with just asking good questions and listening. And so hopefully this is a release to, a relief to some of you who are thinking, okay, good, I didn't know how to share the gospel story or like have this weird, awkward, forced moment of prayer with my sibling or my mom. <laughs> yeah. Like this is such good news. And so really it's just starting with asking some good question saying, Hey, how, how's life recently? Hey, is there anything right now that's been super hard in your life? Um, Hey, I remember you told me last week that like, you've been feeling a little anxious about something like what's going on there. Uh, basically just don't be afraid to, to go deep and to ask those things that honestly, you'd probably ask a lot of your Christian friends about. And I think through this, maybe there'll just be little moments or little glimpses of places where you can dig a little bit deeper. And then you can ask some of those more pointed questions like, Hey, where are you at in your faith these days? Or, you know, have you like ever thought about praying about that or talking to God about that? Does that make you uncomfortable? Does that make you feel weird? Like, what are you hesitant about? I think knowing that a lot of people's faith journeys are different. Some people are more deconstructing and they're maybe drifting from their faith. Some people have never had faith at all. And so you got to kind of be a little bit more strategic with what questions you're asking to dig a little bit deeper, but just ask those questions that can then just open up the door. Sometimes it's not that awkward to say like, Hey, where are you at in your faith journey these days? Like, where do you want to be? Like, yeah. Hey, what does this look like for you? You know, I think just being brave and asking those questions, it doesn't always have to feel awkward, especially if you aren't making it awkward. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I don't know where the conversation could go from there, but I think it's good to just have a conversation through this. Like truly listen, like listen more than you even respond and really help them process through it. You don't have to have the perfect answer. You don't have to share the perfect gospel story because these are family members. They know you. They love you. They like understand Mm -hmm. you. And so just share some moments maybe where the Lord has spoken to you or maybe some truths that have been really relevant to you recently or just ways that God's been talking to you. I think oftentimes that can become or feel way more authentic than someone saying like, I don't know, just like... Mm -hmm giving you some like Christianese answer, like 
be real, be yeah. honest, be vulnerable in the midst of it. Um, I think there's something really powerful when someone realizes that they're not alone in whatever it is they're struggling with for you to even say, Oh my goodness, I've had those doubts before too. Or like, I've been really in that Mm -hmm. stuck in that low place before too. And like, this was something that really encouraged me in the midst of it. And just a little pro tip. Don't do it, Ken's and I, about blabbing on. <laughs> Don't go on and on and True. on and on. <laughs> if they're just in a place where they're not they're not open to faith at that moment. That is okay. Um, But they probably don't want to sit there and listen to your stories forever and ever. And they might even start to sense like, do they have an agenda or like what's going on here? And so just be mindful of that. Let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you and prompt you uh, just with how to go for this. And I think sometimes too, this is something I've had to learn in my own journey, Mm -hmm. just with like relationships with my family is like, Sometimes what I think is the right time is just not the right time. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes I put the weight on my shoulders of like, oh, I messed up that conversation with my sister. Oh, I responded in a way I didn't want to, to my brother. And now they're never going to get there and they're never going to like it, take their faith seriously. And it's all my fault. And just like kind of taking that pressure off of myself that like Mm -hmm. Jesus cares a million times more about your sibling than you do. And I know you care about them a lot, but Jesus wants them back in the comfort of his house, back in the safety of his house, even more than you do. And so just as you're pursuing them and maybe you're messing it up and maybe you're not saying the perfect thing, he is pursuing them 10 times more. And it doesn't hinge upon your ability to say the right thing or do the perfect thing or be the perfect Christian. Like Jesus can still work in the midst of your weaknesses. So would you just be brave enough to open the door, to have those conversations and just see what the Holy Spirit does? How does the Spirit move in their hearts? And then respond and then keep trying, keep praying for that family member, don't give up. I think about it like the persistent widow, like be so persistent in your prayer life over them and then take the pressure off of yourself to get it perfectly and to get it, you know, have the right words because Jesus is pursuing them even more than you're pursuing them in this moment. And that just brought me a lot of comfort. Yes, that's so good. Yay. I can't wait to hear the stories of the conversations and the long walks and talks and late night, early morning hangs that you might make space for in the next few months when you're with your family. This is so exciting and you're so right. Jesus is going to lead those conversations in the most beautiful way. And then the very last thing that we just wanted to share here is that you just got to stay consistent. Moments like these that we just spoke about, they're not going to happen. Change isn't going to happen just like well, I would pray it would. It'd be amazing if in that one conversation or in that first conversation, things shifted. I should believe that, actually. That was probably uh, just me having little faith there. But I know from personal experience with, with my siblings, this has just taken just time. It's happened. It's had to be more multiple conversations. Um, and really, honestly, me taking every moment I can, like we were just saying, to create moments like this. So I think the first thing here is just like keep having moments like this, like every chance you get. 
and stay patient in that. Keep building a relationship with them and stay consistent in that. Like, like you might not have a family vacation once a month, so you got to mm. call them and text them and follow up with them and show up for them in ways that you can, like we talked about earlier. It's, it's asking them questions and keep staying involved in their life. Stay consistent in that. Like, I, consistency here matters so much. They're going to see it and you're, they're going to notice the way that you're loving them big. And the biggest thing here even is keep praying for them. I think this has been the one prayer for me has created so much hope, um, just consistent hope in my spirit for my siblings. There's been moments where I've been frustrated maybe at God and been like, oh, why isn't this happened sooner? Or maybe I'm like scared of what might happen to somebody in my family or or I just have nerves about like the next decision they're going to make or, or whatever it might be. And I've sat with the Lord and I've just been like, God, like, give me like, give me like a nugget of like hope in this or speak over this for me. And, and he does. And it's the sweetest thing ever. And I hold on to them so tightly. I'm like, okay, wait, that was so good. Like, this is going to be such a sweet insight that I could bring to them the next time with them or, or this is just like a thing between me and the Lord that I know is going to be true or whatever it is. I think he's going to speak so many sweet things over you and it will fill you with so much hope. And so mm. stay consistent in your prayer. Stay hopeful. And yeah, I just really do believe that over time, over years, maybe months, maybe even days, that this with consistency, you'll start to see so much fruit so much fruit through these conversations and through these moments and in your relationships with your siblings. Yeah, so good. So good. Yeah, I really do hope these things are encouraging to you. And I kind of just think it'd be cool to to close with a prayer and to pray over these conversations and these walks and these things and these siblings that and these family members, aunts, uncles, cousins, brothers, sisters, moms, dads, whatever it is that you're praying for. Um, and just collectively as a for the girl family, just pray over these conversations. So I'll pray for us and then we'll close mm-hmm. out. So God, we just lift up these family members to you, God, God, you already know their names, you know, their stories, God, and you are chasing them down. There's nothing you want more than having your kids back in the safety of your arms and the safety of your house, God. And so I just ask that you would use us as your hands and feet, God, God, in our imperfections, in our humanity, in our mess ups, in our selfishness, would you still use us, God? Would you let your presence just ooze out of us, God, that when these family members just spend time with us, that they really do feel you with them, God, that we almost get out of the way. And there's just that supernatural peace, that Holy Spirit presence that just enters into the room and they feel something different, God, and they're prompted to ask questions, God. They're prompted to to just say, hey, what is different about my family member? And what is the mm-hmm. thing in them that, that I want and that I desire to also have in my life, God? And that, that would just open up the door for so many fruitful, faith-filled conversations, God. We pray for moments of reconciliation. We pray for, for moments of breakthrough. We pray for moments of surrender, God. And then for all of us that are, are trying to be your hands and feet out in this world, God, I just pray for 
supernatural selflessness, God, that we would just get out of the way and we would serve and we would lower ourselves and we would humble ourselves so that um, people really can encounter you and respond to your good news, God. So we love you so much. And we're just thankful that we have seen the light, God, that we know that there's no better life than a life lived step by step with you, hand in hand with you, God. So thank you just for choosing us, for pursuing us, and uh, for walking with us day in and day out. We love you so much. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. And that's a wrap on today's episode. We will see you guys next week for another awesome conversation. We love you for the girl fam.